British Championships finished last week in Glasgow. They were the trials for the England Commonwealth Games team and of course helped shape the Scottish and Welsh teams as well. I'm Steve Buckley, this is the Pool Boy Podcast and to discuss those championships I've got with me of course Katie Wilde and Bob Ballard. Good evening to you both. Hi Steve. Hi Steve. So it was a a good week's racing up there in Glasgow. Bob, you were there. What did you make of the meet as a whole? Yeah, I think uh, four out of six days were pretty good. Um, It's one of those kind of events where you come away from the final sessions in the evening thinking, well, how was that? How did it feel? And how did the overall look of it go? I think days two and four were, were very, very disappointing. But other than that... I thought four out of six were, were pretty good. So I, I certainly say that the balance is tipped towards better than, than not. Well, on the last podcast, when we had Steve Parry with us, we all picked our, our swimmers to watch for the week. And if we have a quick look and see how those people got on, Steve picked uh, Sophie Taylor, the, the young City of Leeds breaststroker. She had quite a good week, really. I think he's quite pleased that he tipped her. <laughs> uh, she said a, a British record in the 100 breaststroke, 107.08, an English record in the 200 breaststroke, 224.4, which is only just shy of the British record. Uh, by Kirsty Balfour from 2006, I think. Uh, and she also won the 50, broke her PB in that. So uh, a pretty good week for her. What did you make of her, Katie? Yeah, I thought she was absolutely great. Um, good pick by Steve. And um, actually, I think that might be the first time in probably about 10 years at least that our winner of our 100 breaststroke at trials has actually been faster than in Australia. Um, and given that the Australian 100 breaststroke winner was kind of British, was Lorna Tonks. I think we can be quite pleased with ourselves on that one. It's looking good. I just want to say hooray because it's been all this time since we've had a 100 and a 200 breaststroker who can do those kind of times. You mentioned Kirsty Balfour. You know, that's seven years ago. Uh, as soon as we get anybody doing 224s and, uh, you know, the rest of the world's moved on to 106s, 105s and the 100 now. And we, we're just about the, the low end of 107. So we're getting there. And it's so, so important for our medley relay. We, we mentioned this in commentary on Sky and on the um, on the stream. So we need somebody for the medley relay because all the other component parts of our women's four by one are very good. They're world class. Our 100 breaststroke is not. It's still not quite there, but it's getting there at long last. I said before that I thought she might just make it into the 66s, so she almost did that. Eight 100s more to go, so uh, perhaps she can take that next step forward in the summer, but certainly uh, an promising uh, addition to the medley relay squad, as you say, Bob. Uh, Katie, your pick was was another swimmer who had a really good week, who was uh, Siobhan Marie O'Connor. She uh, set uh, some very quick times, particularly 203, 156.5, certainly up there in in the top three or four uh, British times, I think, and uh, 2.097 in the 200 IM, which I think is probably uh, getting on towards the British record and certainly a, a GB textile best, if you like. Um, got to be pretty pleased with that as a pick before. Yeah. I, th- I think that scored quite highly on the picks. But um, she also, I think, competed in the heats of the of the 100 freestyle and went 55. So um, I think, she, you know, she could have a really busy programme when it comes to Glasgow. Um she could be, you know, all three relays, potentially, because her 100 fly was really fast as well, um, as well as the 200 free, 200 medley. Um, yeah, she's going to be a very busy girl. Well, she was only, uh, eight, I think she was eight tenths behind Alicia Coots, who won the um, Australian trials, but she went out 
probably a second quicker than Coots over the first 100. So she's going to have to think about her pacing perhaps or or just learn a bit better how to swim the race if she's going to swim it that fast, I think. But she's certainly in with a really good shout for the summer. Still yeah. work in progress, Steve, I think. you know, the, There's still elements of her, you know, her turns aren't that great at the moment. If she can make up a bit on her turns, then you know she would be phenomenal. She's getting that way. She's going to be a very impressive swimmer over the next few years. I just think yeah, there are still elements that they're working on very hard down in Bath. And quite there yet, pacing of that race being a, a case in point but i think it's coming and it's coming very quickly too bob you picked ben proud who mm. perhaps didn't take the step forward from last year we hoped he would what did you what did you think no he didn't uh, you know and it's always difficult i suppose to back up a breakthrough year like he had last year i mean every time he went in the pool pretty much in every event he did he did phenomenal times and broke his personal best by massive margins i expect him to go faster than he did in the 50 had he done his personal best in the 50 he would have won the 50 freestyle uh, and the 100 as well it wasn't quite there but you know it, it's good enough it's it's there or thereabouts he is a very prodigious talent for the future it just didn't quite happen for him in glasgow the way i hoped it would uh, but i have um, every reason to believe it will happen in due course well he was very consistent um in his swimming in in both the 50 and the 100 but as you say he just seemed to lack a little bit of a spark so hopefully he can he can go back to plymouth with john rudd and find that before he he goes to glasgow in the summer uh my pick was adam Peaty uh in the breaststroke and he came up against um a sort of a Scottish double whammy in the 100 and the 200, beaten by Ross Murdoch in the 100 just and, and beaten by a margin, really, by Michael Jameson in the 200. But he set two PBs in those races. He won the, the 50. He got his own back on Ross in the 50. And um, I thought overall he had a, a pretty good week. Uh, Bob? What a great race. The, well, nearly all of those were the 50 and the 100 in particular. And the way Adam just about got it on the 50 as well. And, and it's fantastic, isn't it? The depth in men's breaststroke. We've talked about this before, but the 100 breaststroke. There's no other country. That, well, probably aside from the States, but even there, I'm not quite sure that they could quite match what we have in terms of depth in the 100 breast. We, we are talking about, we went into that race thinking that the 100 breast, there the, the were six potential winners. Uh, you could make a case for about six potential winners in that race. And the depth in men's breaststroke, certainly at the 100 level, is phenomenal in this country. And it's amazing that we've got so much depth in men's breaststroke. And it comes back to the old adage about what's happening with the women. But at least the women now are starting on the coattails of the men to, to come through. I think it's really exciting that it's Commonwealth year and a few more of them actually have the chance to come out. Because, um, you know, in any other year, we'd, we'd just have to pick two. Um, and we'd have some of the you know, top breaststrokers in the world being left behind. So um, at least we get to see a little bit more what a few more of them can do this year. Well, indeed, we uh, should just note that uh, although we we saw the trials going on last week for England, um, we don't know for sure who's going to be coming back in the in the summer to Glasgow. That team isn't announced until the 7th of May. So we're making a few assumptions about who is going to be swimming. But uh, I think it's safe to say that we will see the next person I'm going to mention uh, in Glasgow, and that is James Guy. He had... Uh, a great week as well. He set a British record in the 400 free. Uh, he then won the 200 free, perhaps a little bit slower than we thought, and then won the 100 <laughs> fly as well. So, uh... yeah, 100 fly was one of my races of the week because he told me the night before I saw him in reception at Toll Cross. I said, what are you doing, doing the 100 fly? Well, I couldn't do the 200 because it didn't fit into the programme properly. I wanted to do the 200 fly, but it wouldn't fit into the programme, so I decided to do the 100. I said, yeah, but you're not going to win it, are you? He went, yes, I am. And I actually believed in me. I stood there and I thought, do you know what? He actually does believe he's going to win this and knock me down. He did. 
all right, he only just got it on the touch, uh, and it's not an event. I, I imagine we'll, we'll see him do again. Though I suppose he could do it at the Commonwealth Games, but you know he's not going to be doing it as a regular race and a regular event. But you know, he told me the night before you're up against a butterfly specialists left, right, and centre. And he said, no, I'm going to win that. And, and I really went away from there believing he would. And he did. <laughs> well, I mean, he won it in a 52-5, which is, you know, the best will in the world is, is not going to win medals in many things, I wouldn't have thought, on the international stage. It's not uh, his event, though, Steve. But he, well, exactly. That was kind of my point. It, 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 you know, he's, uh, he's gone out there and he's raced it and he's won it and fair play to him. Um, Casey, but I think... I mean, that's great, and it must—it's a great confidence boost for him to be able to win that. You know, on top of all the other amazing swims that he did that week. But it, to me, it slightly begs the question of, about the state of our men's medley relay team. Um, aside yeah. from the breaststroke, which we've said is is great, I think it's actually looking like quite a weakness for us this year. Well, on the face of it, you'd think that the team would be Chris Walker, Heaven, Adam, PT. With James Guy on based on the trials results and Adam Brown and yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's not the team perhaps you might have picked uh, before the meet but um, it's not, shall, a, it's not a bad team it's just when you look at the you look at the majority of the times on the world stage you know that they're, they're not quite probably where we'd like them to be um, however it being Commonwealth year um, you know there's some chances for improvement and um, it's not really the sort of event where you get to change around your team and see what works because there aren't usually heats at the Commonwealth so it'll just be pick four and off you go um there are yeah there are still areas there's still what I would call gray areas uh, both men's and women's and uh, the hundred fly is definitely one of those now without any doubt that there are a lot of people in around similar times but they're not world-class times and nobody's really getting close to Michael Rock's British record or admittedly that was with the shiny suit but even so we're not getting anybody in the 51s are we well, uh, not since last year anyway. Uh, I think Michael Rotten did a 51.9 at trials last year. I think that was probably the last time and he's obviously no longer on the on the scene. Um, someone who did put down some world-class times during the week, um, and she's not English, but she had a, a cracking swim in the 800 free, Jazz Carlin. Uh, Katie, what did you make of her? Yeah, I thought, I mean, she did, she had no reason to perform absolutely brilliantly this weekend you know she's been pre-selected I mean last week so she's been pre-selected for the Commonwealth Games and um yet she she performed like that and those times were absolutely unbelievable and you know we saw last year that she performed really well um at the British trials and then not probably quite where she'd like to have been in the summer but she's not going to have as heavy a program this summer and it'll be really really interesting to see what she does well, yeah, the the problem is, I think you alluded to there, Katie, is now that uh, Bob McAllister has moved to Perth, uh, she doesn't have her coach anymore. Now, she's going out to Australia for a few weeks uh, leading up to the Commonwealth Games. But just, I think she's coming back to do Mari Nostra machine in between, something like that. But she's out in Australia with Bud for a while. But what happens after the Commonwealth Games? Is she going to stay here? Is she going to go to Australia? Obviously, that will be frowned upon by British women. They don't really want anybody to go outside this country for for training purposes. So does she have to find another programme in this country or, or in the UK? Well, there, there are some world-class coaches here, which I'm sure she would perform brilliantly under. And, you know, she's always been a great talent and she was before she moved to Swansea and she's improved so much with Bud, but that's not to say that she can't carry on swimming the way she is under a different coach, but it will be a tough decision, I'm sure. Well, that's something she'll have to think about uh, after Glasgow. Um, we'll come back to the English swimmers 
if we may. Uh, and I'd like to talk about Amy Wilmot because she had, uh, uh, well, an interesting week, I think it's, it's safe to say. Uh, mm. She won the 400 medley, a little bit slower than her season's best, but a time that's still you know, pretty good, 4.35.94, can't really argue about that. Uh, she was second in the... Uh, the 200 medley behind Siobhan Maria Connor, but uh, she was second in the 400 free as well. She was really, you know, putting down the um, the, the meters in racing because I think she was in the 200 breaststroke final as well. But the the last day, 200 meters butterfly, hmm. uh, and she absolutely came from nowhere really to win that hmm. one, Bob. Three second PB, she did in that. She'd never been sub 210, and she does a 207. Um, that was a remarkable, that was one of the more remarkable finishes of the week, is the way she came back over the last 50. And as you say, considering she'd done quite a lot of hard racing up to that stage in the course of the week, to come back the way she did in that 200 fly and win it in um, you know, time, you know, she bypassed the 209s, bypassed the 208, went straight to the 207. You know, huge chunk in a final. And uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming, least of all her. I think that's the thing about Amy, though. She's such a hard worker and you you just go through that schedule that she, she took on and did incredibly at. You know, she works so hard and I think it would be fair to say that Amy didn't used to be one of the swimmers who was known for her technique and she's just worked on everything that she can find. And, you know, she's really one of the, the top prospects that we have now in so many different events, which is really exciting. Well, she's certainly uh, one of the favourites for the 400 medley um, in the Games. She didn't swim against Hannah Miley in, in Glasgow in the British Championships. Hannah had swum the week before in Scottish Nationals and secured her spot on the Scottish team then. So she opted out of the event during the British Champs. Um, that pretty much meant Amy was swimming by herself against the clock in that final. Do you think that affected her at all, Katie? Um, I think it would have been nice to have seen that battle and... And I, I actually think Amy probably would have come out on top. I don't know how it will work out in the summer because, you know, with the Scottish support that Hannah will have and the fact that Hannah Miley is Hannah Miley and you can never count her out, um, I think it will be, it could be a different story. But, um, I mean, it is tough having to race that kind of event on your own. Um, but I think Amy's quite used to relying on herself and pushing herself as hard as she can go. And um, I don't think it would have held her back too much but we know that she's capable of better. Personal thing for me, I would like to have seen the two events assimilated. I would like to have seen the Scottish Nationals and the British Championships as one, so that you had everybody racing each other. So you'd have had Hannah against Amy in the 400 IM. Uh, You wouldn't have had um, people dropping out of their main events this week and doing kind of funky events that they wouldn't normally do. I I would like to have seen all the best talent of Britain going head-to-head in one event. We can save it for the summer. (laughs) Well, there is, a, there is an argument that uh, Scotland wants to have its own national championships. And, you know, as Katie says, it saves a bit for the summer, but there is a lot. So, 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 England, so England doesn't have its own national well, championships? Well, exactly. Uh, I think we'll probably have our nationals in, in August or something, don't we? When uh, when the, the, the main team's away. It's finished, yeah. Mm. Yeah. A couple of other people I uh, just want to pick up on. Roberto Pavoni, he set an English record in the 400 IM on the men's side. Um he seemed to have a pretty good week, Bob. I know he's a, 
a swimmer you like to keep an eye on. What did you make of him? Yeah, no, I'm a big Robbie fan. Um, I want to see him push on. Uh, that Tom Hatfield 400 IM record has to go. Uh, the English record has gone, but I want him to get to the 410 range. I'll say when he gets to the 409s and better if he possibly can. And I think he can. I think he is one of those that is improving in increments. Um, he's the hard, one of the hardest working swimmers there is. Uh, everybody says that, you know, he, he, he doesn't ever hold back and he puts everything into it. And I think... That hard work is starting to pay off. It's a, it's a gradual process with him, but I think Robbie will be down in the 410s, 409s before too long. Well, a good week for him indeed. Uh, he also picked up um, the 200 IM, and I think he won the 200 fly as well. I'm just trying to, to double-check that. Yes, he did indeed. Um, so, yeah, a good week for him all round. Someone else, one of the only other swimmers to make the actual English qualifying time was uh, Fran Housel. She snuck under in the 53. She didn't quite make it in the 100. What did you make of her performances last week, Katie? Um, I think she came back well after what must be a slightly disappointing 100 fly. Um, she was beaten by Rachel Kelly, who was her teammate at Loughborough, who had a great meet. Not a huge drop for her, but still her first uh, British Championship, I think, um, and then she came. But Fran came back after that to win the uh, 53, which is uh, it was a good swim. I thought her hundred was probably slightly disappointing compared to what we know she's capable of and what she's done before. Um, it would be would have been nice to see a 53, um, and given what we've seen at the Australian trials, uh, it would be nice for us to be getting close to what we've seen the Australian girls put together. But um, nice to see her get her place and it'll be good to see what she does in Glasgow. Not quite sure why she did the 50 back. Really not. Um, it's one of those kind of ones that she's tossed in. Um, obviously, it's another event that she would like to compete in. But I just think I would like to see her concentrate on her main event. Um, she's not Hannah Miley. She doesn't need to add loads of funky things in that she's not going to do on a regular basis. I thought the 50 back was a kind of addition that didn't need to be there, quite honestly. Well, I guess it was a bit of fun at the end of the week for her, but um, I, I can take your point. Certainly, she, she looks to have expanded her programme again uh, this year. Last year, she concentrated very strongly on the on the 50, and now it's good to see her back swimming the 100 fly and the 100 free. And hopefully her preparations will go well for those if she gets the nod for England. Um, Scotland, of course, they named their team, or at least the first batch of their team, a big batch of uh, 30, 39 swimmers for, for Glasgow. Um, obviously the breaststroke boys are the highlight of that one, Bob. Is there any, any uh, advance on that? Yeah, there's Hannah Miley, of course, who's still digging in. And uh, again, she did a whole lot of events that she wouldn't normally do because she'd uh, done her qualifying times in the week before. So she's going to be another one who's going to be to the fore. They'll be talking about Michael Jameson in the men's event, but uh, Hannah's definitely going to be there or thereabouts in the uh, women's event. There's a lot of youngsters. Um, the Scottish team is full of uh, a lot of emerging swimmers uh, from Stirling and from Glasgow and from other clubs, quite a few from Loughborough as well who are coming through. So I think it's going to be about emerging youngsters where the uh, Scots can say. And by the way, whilst, whilst we're mentioning, we better not forget Wales. Uh, the most amazing swim of the week, possibly for me, was uh, was young Jervis in the uh, the last race of the week, the 1500 freestyle, and the juniors going from 1545 to 1515. Echoes of David Davis from 2002, I thought. Well, that was exactly the parallel I drew. He uh, uh, he got the the development qualifying time, I think, for Wales. But the, given the the results they had this week, I think that means he'll get a spot and a well-deserved one, certainly. Um, just coming back to Scotland for a minute. We haven't talked at all about Robbie Rennick. What what do we make of him this year? He's obviously defending champion in, in the 200. 
So he's got uh, you know, a, a big incentive to do well in his home city. Uh, Katie, James Gunn will beat him. Sorry, James Gunn yeah. will beat him though. I think, think um, Robbie's always a big occasion swimmer, though. He and he's actually one of the ones. Although he's, you know, he's quite quiet throughout the year, and he's not one of the big names that necessarily springs to mind. But he's very reliable when it comes to the major events. He's he's a consistent performer, and quite often when other people aren't performing, he's one of the standouts. So I would never count him out. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they get on this. Uh, the the Aussie guy, David McKeown. He was uh, very impressive in their trial. So the three of them are going to have a good battle, it would seem, in the middle distance. Um, Wales, then, you mentioned Daniel Jervis. The other guy, I think, who added himself to their team was Callum Jarvis. He had a pretty good week. Um, you know, surprised a few people, I think, in the in the 100 um, and had a very good 200. What did you make of him, Bob? Yeah, new Wales record as well, which um, put him on the map. So... Um... Yep, another person who's emerged from the pack during the course of the last week. I think people have known about his talent for quite some time and people have been monitoring to see whether he can make that breakthrough. Well, he's now got a Wales record, uh, which he broke twice, I think, uh, during the course of the event. So um, one to watch out for. Wales need a few more because, you know, if you're looking at the talent they've got, jazz aside, how much depth is there in, in the Wales squad? That's, that's going to be the worry. Uh, there is no David Davis anymore. Tom Hatfield, with the, uh, the the best of intentions, is, is not quite there. Yian Lloyd certainly is not where he needs to be right now. So to a certain extent, there's an awful lot falling on the shoulders of Jazz Carlin when it comes to, to potential medals at uh, Glasgow later this year. Well, they've got Georgia Davis as well. She was pre-selected, so he probably didn't see the best of her in Glasgow. And... Um... Uh, Gemma Lowe, another one I, who I don't recall seeing her swim at all. In fact, she didn't. She was there, but didn't swim. Yeah. So, uh, so we've got no idea how her preparation is going. But again, she'd be one who you think would be uh, there or thereabouts when the when the racing starts. And Georgia had a great hundred to break a minute again, which is really exciting because um, we haven't really seen her race since she moved to Loughborough, um, not tapered anyway. So I think it's looking pretty good for her. Well, she set a British record in the fifty back earlier in the year in Flanders I think so yeah. um, so she's obviously got you know, something going right for her in uh, in Loughborough with uh, with James Gibson so um, it'll be interesting to see how she can convert that when the, the meet actually starts um, do you want to say anything about the Australians I mean they obviously had a very strong trials and I know Katie you've been keeping an eye on, on some of those results but uh, yeah. it's inevitable that they're going to be strong in Glasgow and they're going to be the, the people to beat in most events aren't they I think it looks that way. I mean, the Canadians had some pretty good results. Um, I think the South Africans look like they'll be sending a small team, but the Australians, um, I mean, the Australian women's freestylers are just in a league of their own. Um, Their 4 by 100 team looks like it should break the world record, you know, almost without takeovers. (laughs) Um, So I think that will be a bit of a masterclass to watch when it comes to it. Um, But I think, I think we are moving in the right direction and um, you know we've we've had some really great results from some young swimmers as you've pointed out. I think uh, one thing that's a real shame actually is that um, Anne Bockman's injured and wasn't able to compete at our trials and she had such a promising start to this year. I remember at the Bucks Short Course Championships she, you know, she was swimming absolutely brilliantly and unfortunately wasn't able to compete at trials which is a shame for our relay prospects I think. But even so, um, the swimmers that we, we do have uh, particularly in the 4 by 200 will hopefully get us close, but I don't think we'll be too much of a match for the Australians yet. Well, obviously, South Africa will bring Chad Leclerc, who's, I think he's 
quoted as saying he's trying to get seven medals. You perhaps wouldn't put that past him. Um, certainly a favourite for the for the fly and, and possibly uh, some of the medleys if he has a go at those. But uh, it'd be tough for him and uh, Cam Vanderberg, who is going to be uh, right in the mix in the in the breaststroke events. What's uh, happened to the depth of their sprinters, though? This is what interests me. I mean, you look at ten years ago when they were so good at the Athens Olympics. And you think, well, they have so much depth in, in the 100 free. And now they're kind of st- still relying on the old man Schumann, aren't they? Well, he's certainly in there. There's, uh, you say, no one's really come behind the other three guys from that, that Olympic gold medal um, team. I think um, Darian Townsend is still swimming. I think I've seen him in Masters competitions, you know, in the, in the last couple of years. The other two guys have retired. Um, they've got a, a new guy uh, whose name escapes me now. Brad uh, Tandy. That's it. And there's another guy who did quite well in the um, in the NT2As that we spoke about last time. Dylan Bosch, I think his name is. Uh, he's another one who's made their team up and coming. But, but you're quite right, Bob. What, not... what a headline writer's dream he is, isn't he? Can you imagine that? If, if he Bosch. wins the medal, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. It'd be some interesting back pages there. But as you say, they've not really filled that void um, you know, since the retirement of, of Wright Needling and, and the other guys. So it'd be interesting to see how their, their team gets on. Um, We'll start to draw things to a close, if we may. Um, your one highlight from the week, Bob? I think James Guy is 400 free. To be honest, the 345 was a very, very hard qualification time for the English team or uh, nomination time for the England team. And, and he did it. And remember, that was a shiny suit, 400 metres freestyle record by David Davis. And uh, he got it with ease. And uh, the 200 fly finish as well to couple with it. But uh, yeah, definitely for me, the 400 free finish for, for James Guy. Yeah, very good swim from him indeed. For you, Casey? Um, I have to go with Siobhan Marie O'Connor because she was my pick. So um, <laughs> I can't decide whether her 200 free or 200 IM was better. Uh, I can't pick. They were both very good. <laughs> indeed they were. I'm going to uh, side with Mr. Parry. Uh, I thought Sophie Taylor was outstanding this week. But uh, an honourable mention to Molly Renshaw in the 200 breaststroke as well because she was also underneath the old English record and she took a big step forward there as well after a couple of difficult years for her. So great to see her moving in the right direction and hopefully uh, her and Sophie can, can push each other on um, over the next year or so. It's been uh, great talking to you both. Thanks very much. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. And uh, we'll be back with another podcast hopefully soon. And uh, thanks very much for listening.